to another episode of the Sideline Junkies Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to follow and like the Sideline Junkies Podcast on social media. Links for those social media accounts can be found in the description of this video. Now let's take you to your hosts, Matt Turner and Todd Polston. Like Welcome to episode 17 of the Sideline Junkies Podcast. I'm Matt Turner, joined as always by Todd Polston. Uh, later in the show, we're going to have Paul Howe, uh, who's a world's longest drive competitor. Uh, he's going to join us, uh, kind of talk most things golf, all things golf, and then some other stuff. Uh, a lot of golf. A lot of golf is, is what we're planning on talking to him about. So it uh, should be a good time. But we're not going to do Tiger Woods stat of the day. We Todd has decided to dedicate that to uh, Paul. It's going to be the Paul Howe stat of the day, which I like. I think I think Todd's done a really good job. I think he's done a good job with that. You know, you yeah. I mean, I, yeah. whatever we get a guest on, you dedicate it to them. I agree. I think it's a great idea. You know, I come with it all by myself, and you know, I think it's I think it's important. I know, but I've listen. Here's the thing, though. I've had a lot of a lot, a lot of texts, a lot of calls about you know that you know Tiger Woods stats pretty important. I'm trying to keep the protesting down. I don't want anything like that to happen with our show. So we got to start making sure we bring that back. We can. Uh, so. You know, make me feel better, make my day better, make the show better because it's starting to get bad reviews. So we need to get the Tiger Woods <laughs> out of the day. But. I agree. <laughs> Listen, like I said, I I told you one of the the bright spots of the show. You know, we're this is number seventeen has always been the request for the stat. Yes, I agree. Yes. Even even until on, I run out of. No, you said you wouldn't run out. They'll run out. Well, if you run out, then we just got to switch golfers. Okay. Maybe just athletes. We can do like a Michael Jordan stat of the day once you get done with Tiger. I like that. Or LeBron for justice. No, this isn't – he's not on here. We're not doing – no, <laughs> we're not doing LeBron. So, uh, we were the, – the plan for today was to kind of go through – we want to do a new Mount Rushmore, um, which you can <laughs> – you sent me a pretty funny one last night that we decided to do because I there's no way I would have even come up with that, uh, but I have and it, I struggle trying to put my four together. Uh, that and then we were going to do a dad joke because we we've only done one. Mm -hmm. Didn't hear negative reviews. Didn't hear a lot of reviews. So that's you know we'll see where it goes. Better. Yeah, we're good. It could get bad. I mean, like we could have been like, hey guys, don't ever do it again. And but we didn't yeah. get that, so we're in the right spot. So, do you want to introduce what the the Mount Rushmore is going to be for today? Yeah. So today, the Mount Rushmore um, topic that I sent last night, I think about ten ten thirty. Yes. Is going to be what we give as our Mount Rushmore of pro wrestlers, and I would like to lead off if you don't mind. <laughs> Go right ahead. Okay. So at number four, I have. Ric Flair. It's a good one. That's a good one. At number three, I have Stone Cold, Mr. Austin, 316 himself. I like it. At number two, I have Hulk, Hollywood Hogan. Okay. And there's only one person you can go with for one. There's only the, the most electrifying man in the world, Todd Post. Yes. Oh, I mean, sorry, sorry. Uh, the Rock. <laughs> the Rock. I apologize. My bad. I got confused. Rock has got to be number one. Okay. Well, there's my Mount Rushmore of and let me tell you, there was a tough – there was a sneaky sleeper I love. Who Ray was? Mysterio Jr. Ray Mysterio was solid. Loved him. Nine. He's yeah. probably not in the top 20 or 30 or 50 of most people, but to me, he was pretty close. Yeah. But the I nature like boy's got to be there. Okay. So, Ric Flair is my number four. Okay. Um, you know, styling and profiling. I like it. His one-liners, you, you, they're iconic. Yeah, it's no doubt. Okay. Number three is John Cena. Oh, good God. Okay. Can't see me. Can't see me, buddy. Y'all remind me of each other. I take that compliment. I like it. You're welcome. Great bodies, I right? Mean, I didn't mean it as one, but you can take it how you want. <laughs> I all see y'all right. both wearing rainbow colors a lot. He doesn't wear rainbow. I know. Highlighter colors. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, I do. I'll do that occasionally. I think it brings out my eyes. Okay. <laughs> it does. 
Number number two, the the man, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, there. Yeah, and then number one is of course the Rock. I like it. Good. I like that. I'm not. I can't. I can't. I gave you crap about John Cena, but I can't go against your Rush more of four. I think it's a a very solid more of Rush today that you've given us. Okay, so here was the reason why I can't go with Hulk Hogan. I got like NWO. I got. Well, see, that's the the Hulk Hogan I got. I didn't. I got the Hulk Hogan that was kind of like NWO and old Hulk Hogan. I didn't get the young one. Granted, you're only what two years older than me. Yeah, I just, but I was, I, I would have to admit, and I don't admit this a lot, but I think I was an avid wrestler watcher back in the day. I was too. We used to, we used and, to do uh, in the basement. We'd wrestle each other in the basement. And I'd go back and watch day. some of the old, old stuff, you know, on mm-hmm. the internet and all that kind of, which I really liked the old Hulk Hogan, the old Andre the Giant, all that. I like the old wrestling pretty good. So that's kind of where I, I still remember the Hulkster and, you know, all that good stuff. And I remember when he had that stupid movie about being a babysitter. <laughs> He played in some ninja movie one time. He was god awful. Then I remember in Rocky, bought Rocky and Rocky Three. Yeah. So, so how close was the Undertaker? Oh God, I didn't think about him. Exactly. He's, he's on a list deal, but he's got to be close. You're right. I agree. Yeah. I mean, you got I mean, Shawn Michaels. You got Triple H. Triple H. You got. I mean, there's just a whole. I'm sure there's somebody where going to get criticized for not having in there but well, i tell you this randy orton could have very easily made it over rick flair for me and no, it's, it's not true. that it's but the thing is it's not that i don't like rick flair it's that there's you not like a, randy orton's body better it's a phenomenal body that doesn't make me weird he i appreciate that his dedication to the gym and his diet that's all that is i, like, just, I, understand. Yeah. I understand okay let it go a lot like mine yeah similar yeah. some similarities uh no, Baby just, fat. yeah, no, but his is his uh, the RKO is one of the yeah. greatest famous it is moves of all time, so that's yeah. that's why I put him in. He was fun for me to watch. I kind of came came up right when uh, DX, mm-hmm. which I think it's a that's a good Mount Rushmore, greatest wrestling like groups, group duos, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, duos, cause, like you know, you had the Dudley Boys who were great, yeah, yeah the Hardy Brothers or the Hardy Boys yeah. or whatever. Uh, Jet all them. Yeah, it's another good one to do, but Mount Rushmore today was pretty solid. So oh, now we wanted to do our dad joke. Okay. It's hard for me to keep a straight face with this segment. I can't help it. So do you want to go first or you want me to? I'll let you lead off the dad joke. All right. What's a beer drinker's favorite strand of weed? I don't know. Bud Light. <laughs> I feel like this was way more inappropriate than mine last week was. Uh, which one? The one you told me off air? or the? I don't know. We're not talking about the one off air. Okay. Yeah, last week's – I feel like the longer we go, the more, you know, we can really push the limits. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Mine's, not, mine's not as risque today, but I think it's a very quality dad joke. Okay. I tell this joke to Brooke about ten times, and she's actually giggled each time I've said it because she forgets it because it's so stupid. But here's my dad joke of the day: Why do ducks have feathers? Sorry, I started laughing. To cover, <laughs> to cover their butt quack. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh man, I don't see. I don't know if anybody appreciates this segment as much as us. I'm crying from laughing so hard at our jokes. There's nothing. There's nothing better than a stupid dad joke. They're because when I heard that, I literally laughed like 15 minutes, and just practiced saying it and how funny it is every time I say it. It never I, gets. I really think here in about two three weeks, you need to give the one you gave us the other day. Yeah, behind closed doors, we can share that with everybody. Uh, we're working. See what we can do is if we if we push this segment to the very end, only the you know the the dedicated diehard diehard listeners will listen to it. So it cuts out some of the good, you know. No, so no will listen. Yes, yeah, so and no wages will definitely be listening. Uh, who? 
Connor, Connor Wilson is an avid listener who I found out actually listens to us every morning when he's mowing the greens or working. So yeah. he actually listens. That's what we do during, that's what he listens to during his time of work. Man, I, you know what, Connor? I appreciate that support. It's awesome. I agree. I didn't know that. I knew that most of them, you know, picked up on some of it, listened to a little bit of it. I didn't know they listened to all things. So that's that's great. I know I listen to it uh, because I think it's enjoyable. Uh, then I want to hear how stupid my voice sounds. Yeah, me too. Because apparently, I don't think I sound it, but Chelsea says I have a little country accent, and I blame it on Campbellsville. Yeah, I do too. Uh, living here, living there for two years really messed up my. My Louisville. Street cred. Yeah. No, I can't I can't go back. <laughs> no, you can't. You're done. Oh, you so I have a question. Before we, we get into interviewing uh Paul, he'll be on in a second. But have you ever played at Rosewood? I feel yeah, like it's a dumb a question. I was a member there for a year. Were you? Mm-hmm. Love it. Great course. It might be beautiful. my favorite course. It's definitely my favorite course around this area. It's beautiful. It's a great course. It is. It is a Highly great recommend. Um, did you did you watch any of the uh, the live videos? I mean, what do you think? Of course I did. <laughs> it was bad, wasn't it? But I'm going to tell you this. If I have to watch May Stallworth play golf one more time, it, he's making my game worse. I watched yeah. him try to hit that putt on the practice green from like five feet, and he missed it by five feet. And then just walked up to it like he made it. But hold on. Did you see the one where we played close to the pin from like 35? Yes. And he was a foot off. Yes, but that's, yeah. You know, when it came, when it came off the club, I thought there's not a chance because it went 10 feet to the right, and then it just slowly worked What's its that way. saying? Somebody a squirrel on a nut and find its nuts or whatever. And blind squirrel moves. finds a nut too. Yeah, that's mice. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I hope that we're able to get you out there for one of these. It's, it's, it's been a blast. Oh, yeah. Two, we've done it twice. Had uh, it's kind of we've called it kind of the coaches' golf outing. Uh, yesterday was not coaches only. Um, we, just, we kind of had to throw a bunch together because a couple coaches couldn't make it or they were out of town. Like Anthony was out of town. Um, I think a couple other ones had uh, school meetings, but we were able to put together. Uh, so I don't know what that is up in the corner of my, of the room there. The ceiling? Oh, it's the ceiling top. Sorry. You're sorry. Okay. So it was freaky. I couldn't see it behind me and I kept trying to figure out what it was. <laughs> it's just the roof. <laughs> sorry. Trains off the tracks, guys. <laughs> it's been a long show already. It has. <laughs> so but yeah, I would say it's it's been great. I we need to get you out there. I'm gonna tell you right now. Boo drove the green on 17. I said the one is 315 downhill. You can definitely drive it, yes. Very drivable. So he drove it. Uh, I didn't even – I put the uh, the driver back. I was like, hey, no point. I'm not going to put one on the green, so let's put it back. We we uh, birdied the hole to go up one, and then here comes Matthew Thomas. He drives it to the green. They put birdie. That's what set up the tie going into 18, where we both part. Um, that's what led to the first off. Oh. I don't know how it happened because we did a, ch- a close to the pin chip off, and we won. We were a foot away. Somebody said that okay, now we have to put them out, and I think it was their team. So it turned into two strokes, regardless. Mm-hmm. I think we got screwed. Yeah, I agree. So, but you know what? We'll let them live in that. So I'm sure that was Maze's idea. I don't think it was. I think Maze was just kind of out there. <laughs> I honestly believe that as well. So, but um, we're going to have – Paul's about to join us. He's getting on right now. So, we're going to let y'all kind of get to know him a little bit, and Todd's going to serve up his Paul Howell stat of the day. We're joined by Paul Howell today. Uh, he is a long – world's long drive uh, competition competitor. Uh, I personally, firstly, I first seen uh, him – this was I really got into it about a year or two ago, and last year I don't remember where you all were. Winds were it was terrible. Wind was in your face. Uh, I think it was Atlantic City. Was that the one where like on the on the broadcast they were like, "Oh, this guy's going to hit all nine of them in play." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then it didn't happen. <laughs> it did happen. So that was that's the first uh, real time I really like started watching and, and kind of 
learning about all the guys that were on tour. Because it's, I mean, for me, if I'm a bigger guy, I would love to drive it the way you all do. Uh, yeah. I don't do it, but <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like I was saying, Todd usually does a Tiger Woods stat of the day. Instead, we have a guest on, uh, and Todd's got a, a stat about you. Then we just – I would like some confirmation. He, he doesn't know how true it is because you can never trust the internet. That's right. <laughs> so I just thought it was – you know, I thought it was fitting, you know, of course, to do the uh, stat about you today. But And why not try to figure out what your longest competitive drive was? So from what I gathered is if this, if this is true or not, I think I saw it was 455 yards is your longest drive in competition. Yes, sir, it is. And then I hit one in uh, Utah that was about – 500, but we were just playing golf that day. <laughs> so, so where, where, where was the 455 at? 455 was in um, – it was at the Rockwell Blast in uh, Utah. So right outside of Salt Lake City, Utah, in Layton. Um, it was a tour event back in 2018. And then, obviously, 2019, we went to all televised events. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 2018, we still had – green grass events still going on and it's actually run by one of the competitors ryan Reesbeck. um but very fun event um out there in utah and uh just love love having a, a good time and honestly i didn't even really feel like i hit it that far and then they called back 455 and i was like well, that'll work <laughs> yeah so was that you know perfect conditions or did you have the wind at your back todd thinks you might have had wind at your face and if it wouldn't have been there you probably hit a four that would, have been, that would have been awesome. But I uh, went was a, a little bit off the left. It actually really doesn't suit my natural golf shot. I actually, in long drive, I prefer actually in two under pressure, I'll hit a draw. But um, so kind of aimed down the left-hand side and, and trusted it a little, a little bit more than I should have and then just saw the bounce. And I was like, that's going to come back pretty big. And it ultimately did. So you're, you're ranked, what, 10th now? Uh, I mean, honestly, uh, yeah, 10th or 15th. I don't know how they're doing it now just with all the – I don't even know, all the COVID stuff. And then now the Golf Channel's trying to sell long drive as well. Um, yeah. Kind of sad for us. Um, you know, and I know Kyle and uh, all of us, we were ready to compete. I mean, we had all been training, getting, you know, ready, making the swings, you know, making the reps. I don't, I don't really put it out there as much as everybody else does. I'm not a big social media guy. Yeah, um, I just kind of get out there and hopefully let the clubs do the talking when the time comes to it. But um, yeah, I mean it's it kind of it's kind of sucks that they canceled that. And then I was getting ready for you know PJ Tour Canada and you know trying to get that stuff going and you know the whole COVID stuff kind of sucks at the moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. I say I watch uh, I watch Kyle. He does he does a lot of uh, YouTube videos mm-hmm. with other competitors, uh, long drive competitors. Uh, do you do you usually play with? Do you have like a group of guys you normally play with? Or do you tend to play with a lot of the guys that you would compete against? Um, you know, I, I got a lot. I've I've been down to Florida a lot. Um, you know, and I go, I stay up here in like, like the North Myrtle Beach area. So there's a lot of guys that play Corn Ferry, Canada, Latin America. You know, around my area. So I, I'll play a lot with them. And then when we're out there at long drive events, we'll try to get, um, you know, guys Kyle and Mo- Justin Moose, uh, Trent Scruggs. Um, you know, we'll all try to go and get some games up. You know, most of us don't bring all our clubs up. We'll come out there and be playing out of each other's bags because I'll have like a seven iron down and some guys will have like nothing else, you know. So that's pretty fun. But, yeah, man, Kyle's done, Kyle's done a great job, I think, as far as promoting our sport. Uh, I've always been an advocate, you know, for long drive, just making that transition because I've been playing professional golf now since 13, since I graduated. Uh, you know, so I gave it the whole try, you know, Q school and all that stuff and, and saw how hard it was in 13, 14 and, and halfway through 15 and just kind of got burnt out, to be honest with you. I mean, you're out, you're out there on the road and you got really nobody, you know, you're just yourself, yeah. you know, you got, you know, guys, but I mean, hell, at the end of the day, it's still you. You're the only one you can blame for shooting 72 and, you know, missing 18 birdie <laughs> putts, you know, at the end of the day. Right. But, um, and then I, I found long drive. Um, you know, I was at Campbell one day, and uh, my coach, Bobby Peterson, um, which I had known him for years um, at Campbell because, I mean, that's where he's from. He's from that Dunn area, which is where Campbell is. And he put a long drive driver in my hand and just said, hey, man, look, give it a try. It's like worst-case scenario, you, you, you hit it 385 all day on the number, and, you know, and, and we'll go from there. We know that that's, 
that's your limit. And uh, took me down to a tournament in Mexico, uh, the International Long Drive Championship, which is like a team competition, but also individual at the time. And I ended up the first day, I was nervous as could be, uh, hitting against a longtime competitor in Kevin Shook. And uh, he hit it 400, and I think seven or eight yards against me. And we were hitting six balls down there. And then next thing I know, I hit six balls out of bounds that you could have thrown a golf towel over. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, that's wow. a good start. You know, and then obviously the next day, I hit the longest ball of the day at 424. So, you know, I was hooked. I was hooked ever since. And, yeah. man, it's been awesome. I've gotten to go around the world. I mean, hitting a golf ball, which is yeah. crazy to think. So you all, you were saying that, you know, Golf Channel is trying to sell, um, sell you all, uh, sell the competition. Do you, have you all even been contacted about, are you going to have tournaments coming up? Even if the, even if Golf Channel is not involved, are you all still going to have something going on? We're, we're all, you know, we, 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 before, Matt, I mean, um, you know, back in 2000, this was before I was in it, but 13, 14, 15, you only really saw long drive once a year. And that was the world yeah. championships. And even then it was tape delayed. Yeah. Um, and when art sold it to the golf channel, that's when we started getting that mainstream, you know, media, that hype, the pickup, but it kind of never really went anywhere. In my opinion, there was, you know what I mean? Like the golf that we're watching on TV now, I mean, Harbor town's a, a stable for place. It's always been on the PJ tour, yeah. but it's always something new. You know, now we've got no fans. That's new. So now you got guys playing shots that are different. But with Long Drive, we would just change venues. It'd still be the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, it kind of it, – it was – but it, it'd still be fun on a Monday and Tuesday night instead of watching the greatest game ever played or 10 Cup for the right. millionth time. You're watching <laughs> us hit a golf ball 400 yards. Yeah. You know, which is fun. And and I just think, you know, we're we're trying as, as collectively as a sport as we are, we're trying to get something going. I know my coach Bobby, you know, he's got – He's trying to do, I think, four or five events through July, August, September, and October because in North Carolina, the weather's pretty decent through that time. Um, you know, to where it's, you know, our, an entry fee and you're trying to get as many guys as you can get. I mean, because we, we love we love sport of long drive. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, that's, that's how it goes. So we're trying to get something, some kind of something going to where – but, again, too, it's going to be tough for guys to, to come in from, you know, you got guys in New York. You know, Memphis, Texas, Florida, you know what I mean? It, if it's not where it's feasibly funded, I mean, you know, it's going to be tough. But we're trying. I mean, we're, we're not going to let the golf channel, you know, cancel in the whole season at, at the moment. Um, right. You know, get us down. Like I said, we love the sport. I mean, the guys playing golf, I'm, I'm good friends with Harold Varner, you know, um, one of my good friends and JT Poston. You know, and we were talking over the, the break that they had. They're like, honestly, it's nice, but we're ready to go back. I mean – you know, and that's how we are. I mean, the guys over in Europe are really chomping at the bit, but is a $600 entry fee to get to North Carolina going to be enough for them to come over? Like Martin Borgmeyer, you yeah. know, James Tate, Joe Miller, you know, because, I mean, hell, they're the best ones in, in Europe, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I wanted everybody, I want to get everybody hell. If I could, I'd put $2 million and then try to get it got going again because I like the sport and I think with the proper – you know, I guess funding, I feel like we could get it to something where it's more, to where you don't have two or three guys just making money every year, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, and honestly, it's, it, it would be no different than me trying to sit in front of, like, RBC Canadian Bank and be like, hey, we need $3 million for, you know, this tournament. Your, your name's going to be the RBC Rockwell Blast or R RBC, you know, Bombs and who cares what the name of it is, but <laughs> But, you know, I think that's how it has to be kind of presented as. And that way, you know, each tournament is worth like $100,000 to the winner. Yeah. I mean, I think we could get it to that. Um, and then, you know, where our world championship being 250 and up. I mean, I think if we had it, that would add more excitement for you guys as viewers, you know, because then now you're going to get backstories to myself, Kyle, Maurice, Justin Moose. You know, and where, and where we come from, I mean, Will Hugg's one of the best lawn drivers in the country, and he's an EMT fire and a, and a firefighter. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's, that's something they don't do a very good job of, in my opinion. Right. I mean, yeah, I'm body by Bojangles and Chewy, but, you know what I mean? <laughs> People are like, are like, okay, cool. Well, you know, I'm, I'm the most liked guy in lawn drive, to be honest with you, and you don't really see much about it. I yeah. Mean, 
which, like I said, if they did a better job at that, I think we'd still be, you know, able to, to have sponsors. Which, But, I mean, sponsors are pulling on everything, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, at the end of the day. I mean, not just yeah. me, not just not just, just golf in general. Yeah. You know. Now, are you all, for the most part, sponsored by uh, one of the companies, uh, Callaway, TaylorMade? Um, yeah, I mean, so you know, you got TaylorMade. TaylorMade used to be in the game. Cobra actually used to be really big in lawn drive back in the day, which they're obviously still making low lofted heads because, you know, Bryson DeChambeau is kind of on this quest to, you know, wanting to hit it 400 yards on the PGA Tour. And, uh, yeah. you know, so they still make low lofted heads. I wish they'd get back in because that was a good head. But um, Crank Golf and Callaway are your two biggest. Um, I've been with Callaway now for – since 15 so five years now which has been been a good relationship and um you know and to me that head looks like a a a golfing head you know what i mean for me playing golf the crank just looks a little i don't say spaceshipy out there kind of like the turbulators and stuff that's on the ping driver so kind of kind of looks funky to me but callaway looks like a traditional pear-shaped head and you know it's at four and a half degrees um you know is what my my standard loft would be you know, you got a guy like Joe Miller who was hitting about two degrees. I mean, I couldn't hit it under a door jam if I did that. But yeah, uh, crazy. You know, it's just it's crazy how that how that works. I mean, you know, it's just all about you know launch angle and spin rate. To be honest with you, I mean, yeah, it, I've, I've witnessed Kyle and Martin. You know, hit 231 miles an hour in ball speed. I mean, that's unbelievable. I mean, first and foremost, I think my fastest was like 221. And I might have hit it like two or three times. But, you know, these guys are on this quest, and I like it. I like the, to know, like, where it can go. Mm-hmm. I'm not an advocate for the gym. You know, I always tell everybody I'm fat, funny, and flexible. But, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, awesome. But I hit a lot of golf balls, too, that a lot of people don't don't see. Like, I mean, I'm, like I said, I went and played golf this morning, but an average day, you know, I hit probably 200 golf balls, you know, just whether it be wedges or irons or – you know, whatever, whatever you have it, but it's just funny to see kind of the, the changes. And now you actually have a guy on the PGA tour wanting to swing and hit it like us. Yeah. You know, it's, it's definitely kind of cool. Um, because I mean, I'm, I'm, am I rightful, my right self, myself, Moose, Kyle's a really good player. Um, you know, I mean, it just would take us, you know, a few months probably of hitting iron shots and wet shots that we don't normally hit to mm-hmm. probably, maybe just have a fun little match we could do, you know, with, with us to show that we're not just, you know, a bunch of meatheads that hit it 400 yards Yeah. because that's, you know, that's kind of the biggest misconception, you know, and I mean, Jamie said, well, she's a hell of a player. I mean, you know, trying to make, trying to make it work. And it's just as funny because, you know, you got, well, can you putt or can you hit wedges? And, you know, it's just, it's fun to kind of get that and just kind of, all right, well, now I just get to show them now. Am I playing in pro and stuff? So um, it's definitely cool to actually see Bryson try to make that that uh, that transition. You know, he wants – he knows that distance is good. Obviously, at Harbortown, it's working well for him. I mean, he's hitting a lot of three-woods, but, I mean, he's still bombing it. I mean, 171 miles an hour with a with a three-wood is way above tour average. I mean, oh, we got yeah. Webb Simpson who's spanking it out there at about 115. <laughs> well, you know, 115 with the 162, 163 ball speed. And, you know, it's just – it's cool to see, you know, guys like that. But, I mean, DJ, Rory, Brooks Kepka. I mean, they all hit it far, but they're also playing on stuff that's firm. It's not very yeah. not very wet out there. Or we get grids that it can rain the night before and you're wondering why we're hitting it 315 yards, you know. But it's fun, too, because then you got guys who are like, hell, I'm, I'm on the couch. I get it at 315. Yeah, and then they yeah. come out and see, but then now they're hooked to the sport. Now they want to, they want to get better because it's like it's just fun. I mean, it's a great sport, and I mean, I hope, knock on wood, you know, sometime within this end of this year, we can try to get somebody to pick it up because I yeah. think it'd be a hell of a, a hell of a thing for Red Bull TV or Monster Energy. Like, I, I think it'd be great to have Monster Energy because then now you bring someone like Tiger into the picture. Yeah, yeah, you know. You got a guy who's rocking their bag, and it's like perfect. Now that's going to look good for us because he could probably endorse that. And then you got, you know, like I said, Brooks Kepka talking about Kyle Berkshire the other day, you know, in an interview. I mean, boom. Then that 
it just kind of picks up traction. So, you know, hopefully this year somebody will pick it up and, and we can we can move forward and have a world championships. But if not, right now Kyle's the last world champion. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's what I personally love the most about your sport is that, you know, you see it in golf, it's the, the guys that are getting bigger and stronger tend to be the ones who win. They're playing better for the most mm -hmm. part. In your sport, it's just so – I mean, you look at guys like you, and then you've got uh, Kyle. Uh, God, I, I'm probably going to get wrong. Is it Steinberg? Yeah, Ryan Steinberg. Uh, Steinberg. And he's just yeah. massive. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. There's such a disparity, like, size-wise on yeah. each one of the guys that you're like – and you got Kyle who who's bombing them out there the same distance as you and, and him. It's just – it's crazy. That's that's yeah. what I love about your sport. There's – there's no set body type to be a great long drive competitor. Hell no, and that's the cool part. You know, it's like yeah. you said, it, it, it's really cool to see. Because, I mean, you got to think about Jamie. I mean, Jamie kind of set the precedence, you know, in, in the modern day kind of long drive. Before him, it was Jason Zubak. You know, Jason Zubak wasn't a tall guy, but Jason Zubak was ripped. Jason Zubak was, you know, probably one of the most fittest guys out there. But then you had somebody like Jerry James, who's Justin James's father, who's six, you know, six, my size, six, four, six, five, still bombing it too. So, you know, it's like you said, there is no set, there is no set height, weight, or criteria, you know, or do you have to be in the gym 40 hours a week to, to do long drive? Yeah. You got speed, you got speed. But, I mean, it's like Bryson DeChambeau, he understands that to have that speed, he still has to have the reps in with his entire golf game. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where – I, I like to, you know, tell everybody that's why I hit a lot of golf balls because I still want to be a good player. Like, I don't want to go out and shoot 80, you know. Yeah. I have. <laughs> it probably won't be the first or the last time. But, you know, because golf is hard and nobody's perfect. I mean, yeah. these guys will tell you that. And, you know, it's just fun to, to kind of see, you know, Kyle making that transition. But he can also hit a putter 315 yards, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which is unbelievable. You know, and it's like that's a fun little trick that we all can do. Um, you know, for like charity events and things like that, because yeah, most putters are the same loft as our drivers, you know. So, that blows my mind, man. <laughs> you know, it's like your average putter now is like three, de three degrees off, maybe four. You know? But in Bryson, in Bryson playing a three? I think Bryson, like I want to say it's a five degree. Five, okay. Yeah. I knew it was, I knew it was still low, though. I mean, I knew but it was. Still, I mean, not many people know the science behind it. He, if he misses it, it's a, it's a big miss, you know. I mean, that's I mean, it's like hit with a brick. Yeah, I mean, it's Man. it's like it's just flat faced. It's just a flat faced driver that, and he's trying to work it out there on the PJ Tour, which that's crazy man. I think you know if if I had to say something, I'd I'd try to say pick one set shot to try to hit with it, and yep. you know when it comes to those holes, just absolutely, you know. I mean, in our terms in long drive, I don't know if we can cuss on here, but I say barrel acid. Just yeah, hit it yeah. as hard as you can. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of it. Like, and if that's what he's trying to do, okay. But, I mean, I guarantee you he'd sit here watching me and Kyle, you know, at a cruising speed with the same length driver, you know, still putting 193 and 194, knowing that he can get there. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I saw the thing earlier. You know, he said in an interview that he's trying to get 270 pounds. Don't know if his frame will support that. Yeah, I, don't I think right now he's at a he's at a good weight. He's at a good flexibility range. Yeah. You know, for his frame, I think any yeah. bigger, I think it could be you know one way or the other. Now, if he had yeah, my great. frame, different story. But you know, being being he's only six one, six two maybe, that'd be tough to get a 270. It'd be a little round. Oh, yeah. But, to worry uh, down for sure. Yeah, well, and that too. I mean, you know, it's just you look at, you know, the strenuous activity that he has to put on his body. You know, for their schedule. Now yeah. this year is a little different because it's not as, you know, much as it would be normally. But I mean, it's like I talked to Harold and, and JT, and he's like, man, he's like, I ain't gonna lie to you. These four or five months have been awesome, being all or three yeah. months. Guarantee it. You know, because I mean, hell, Harold said he was on the road. You know. 30-some weeks out of 52 last year. I mean, that's that's insane. And, I mean, so were we with not only we had one event per month, but, you know, we're still doing, you know, three and four charity events a week on those other weeks. I mean, we're on the yeah. road, too, just as much as those guys are. And, I mean, 
I'm still trying to play mini tour golf and that and that. So it's trying to trying to find time to fit all of it in. It's tough. Yeah. Oh yeah. So do you you said that uh, PGA Canada, right? Canadian. Yeah. Okay. Is that is that kind of the plan right now of where you yeah. see yourself? It was till they canceled the whole season. <laughs> oh, did you, okay. See, I didn't. I didn't heard it. Yeah, they they canceled the whole season. Latin America still has it up for now. Uh, we don't really know, uh, but it. You know, if, if that happens, you know, we still got the G Pro Tour here in the Carolinas. Um, okay. You know, that's pretty reasonable. I mean, nothing's really reasonable anymore, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's fact. Playing a thousand dollars and trying to win ten thousand and having to stay three days. You know, you kind of. Kind of got to cut some there, but I mean, I should, it just goes to show you, you got to put up or shut up now. I mean, it's not it's not the old way of golf, which I liked it better. Um, one of my good friends, Neil Lancaster, you know, told me, he said, if this was 20 years ago and you're trying to play golf, you'd be a hell of a PGA Tour player just because of the, the talent, you know, and yeah, stuff like that. And I mean, yeah, my parents got a little bit of money, but it's also my dad's an old school guy. He said he'll be 73 in October. He's, he's all about, hey, man, earn your dollar. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? so And I get that, man, and I like it. I mean, if I'm going to put $1,000 up, it could be my last 1000 You're either going to play well or you're going to come home and and, uh, and figure it out. But, you know, I think it's just becoming so hard and they're making it, you know, with Q schools being five grand and, you know, stuff like that. They're just kind of trying to weed out the guys that, A, don't have the money, but if they can find the money and still have the game, then it's awesome. You know, it's good because, yeah. I mean, you got the guys that are grinding. I mean, you know, you don't have the Hooters tour like you used to when Keegan Bradley and those guys came up. I mean, because that was a hell of a tour back then down here in Myrtle Beach and, and surrounding areas. And, you know, you make, you know, could potentially make 50 to 100 grand, you know, on the Hooters tour back then. Yeah. You know, and then you had the, I guess it was the nationwide, you know, at that time, you know, they would go to and then, you know, so so on and so forth. But you don't really have that anymore. It's so so tough to to try to find those. And I mean, it's like JT and Harold had said to me earlier. They're like, dude, if you just get to the Corn Ferry Tour, you can bounce back and forth. And he says, if you hell, if you ever make it to the PJ Tour, you know, the only place you go backwards is the Corn Ferry. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then it just takes a few good tournaments. Of, you know, it's just Brendan Todd is the ultimate. You know, and as of right now, the ultimate comeback story right at the present time. I mean, he played at a G Pro event with me, and, you know, I think he shot a couple under, you know, trying to find his game. And then, you know, six, seven months later, he's winning, you know, two PGA Tour events and almost winning the third. Almost winning three in a row. Yeah. I mean, he, he goes from making, you know, 4800 bucks on a mini tour event to $2.8 million in a month. Yeah. Pretty good month. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's the beauty of the game, and that's why we play it. I mean, you got a guy like Harold who last week played, to me, Friday and Saturday the best of anybody. Yeah. And then Not just putter let, him, putter let him down. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's just – I mean, he also said it's weird right now. I mean, you can't feed off a of crowd energy, mm-hmm. which is that's Harold's personality. I mean, yeah, you know, he knows that he's there kind of like with the Michael Jordan mentality. He knows that. There's somebody in the crowd that's never seen him play. Yeah. They hasn't seen him do what he can do best. And, you know, so it's tough, you know, also not knowing that, hell, Xander Shoffley makes bogey on 15, you know, and then because you don't hear crowd ooze and, oh, 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 my goodness, you know. Yeah, you can look at a leaderboard, but, I mean, that doesn't really tell you a story. Yeah. And that's what he says the hardest part right now with no fans. Yeah. You know, he's like, don't get me wrong, it's like playing on Sunday afternoon with the boys at home with our shirt tails out. You know, drinking yeah. a few beers and listening to music, but <laughs> you know, it's still tough. I mean, but like you said, I mean, I think it's only going to happen the first five events they said. So, yeah, I think once everything kind of gets back to normal, I think you know you'll see a difference. And I think you might see us as lawn drivers, you know, kind of bust out trying to do our thing. You know, because we got various ways that we could put it on the internet for for you guys to, to view. I mean, and I think that's another thing that kind of stinks is they don't show, you know, they're thinking like I'm in the top 15 in the world that I'm just automatically supposed to go to the to top 16, you know, rounds. And that's not how it works either. I mean, you got 54 guys in an event and you got nine rounds of grueling, you know, just hitting. I mean, 
it's a lot. I mean, it's 130 some odd golf balls as hard as you can hit it just to win a tournament. And that's not including, you know, practice and, you know, warm up. If you hit him, if you're a guy that likes to hit in between sets, that's a lot, you know, that not many people get to see. And that's the side that I wish that they would see, you know, as viewers, because it's not, it's not, we just show up on TV, hit eight golf balls and sweet, we're getting a $25,000 check. You know, we're, we're actually grinding just as hard as these guys are and in a condensed state, you know, in two, two days, two to three days. Because like I said, 90% of us have, you know, other jobs. I mean, you got sheriff's officers, you got real estate agents, you got insurance agents, EMT, you know, I mean, it's not just myself, you know, playing mini tour golf, you know, but we're all trying to figure it out and we still got to support ourselves and make money somewhere. Yeah. Um, so I think it, but, like I said, knock on wood, if we could get it to where, you know, like I said, we got a little bit more money behind us, I think it'd be more sustainable for us to actually pursue it as a career. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think we'd have a really good opportunity, you know, adding with the Europeans, we could add a European side to things, you know, to where we're in Dubai, just like these guys, Abu Dhabi, you know, Spain, Portugal, you know, I think we could, and in a five-year, ten-year plan, I think we could totally get it that way. Mm-hmm. We just need the right start, I think. Yeah. And the golf, to me wrong, I mean, the Golf Channel has done a great job. They did a great job at, you know, kind of telling the stories to start with, you know, and getting the ball rolling and putting us on television, giving us that platform. And I think us as competitors see it now that, hey, we can take this and we need to run with it and hopefully get, you know, a buyer – you know, that just has a ton of money, you know, that they can, hey, like, hey, I think this can be a really good, really good start. So, yeah. I mean, like I said, whether that be sitting in front of, like, Monster or, I mean, Red Bull, I mean, too extreme, maybe even Bang, Energy Drink. I mean, somebody that's got a lot of expendable cash, that would be nice to have. Like, hell, this is an extreme sport. Yeah, you got the PGA Tour where guys shoot, you know, 10, 12, 20 under if they really get to going. And then now you got guys that hit it 400 yards. Yeah, you know, I think it would be awesome to have it, you know, to where we could where we could follow those guys around, and on Monday, Tuesday, have the draw from the the practice round crowds be at our events. Mm-hmm. For y'all, yeah, they're not they're not only gonna get the practice round ticket, but they're gonna get a ticket into our long drive event, into our you know, into our preliminaries, and going into our quarters, semis, and finals. I think it'd be cool. I mean, I think that'd be a great way to kind of also promote us and then you know you might would get those guys that come out you know Bryson making an appearance or DJ Brooks yeah. Kepka and you know that that would kind of show them too how hard it actually is because I mean I've seen you know Brooks and DJ kind of hit a couple of guys long drive drivers that are stationed in Jupiter now and you know and it's not easy they yeah. tell you it's not easy I mean both DJ and Brooks hit 10 and a half degree drivers so you put something in their hand that's five degrees they're like whoa you know, they're, it's a little different, you know. Yeah. And, but it's fun to kind of make that crossover. And then we did a very good job of it with the uh, ladies' side when we were in Atlantic City the past two years. You know, we had the, the LPGA girls because we were in the, same, in the same area at the same time. They come out and hit. Did a little ex, ex, uh, uh, exhibition, you know, and that was cool. And it got yeah. our girls fired up because now you see these girls that are hitting at, like, the same distances and wanting to actually – can actually com- compete and – one actually did compete, um, Emily Tubert. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she come out at Atlantic City a few years ago, and then we got her into it and got her kind of hooked. Um, she was struggling on the LPGA, and boom, she wins in Tennessee and then makes a top, I think, four finish, you know, at World Championships, you know. I mean, it just kind of shows that for the ladies that you can do it, you just have to actually just trust in it. I mean, yeah, it's different, but hell. It'd be no different than me trying to tee it up this week at the Heritage. It's going to be different. I mean, but you got to embrace that. I mean, I think once people kind of see that, you know, and, and we can kind of show that, hey, we're an inviting sport. We're trying to get some money into it. You got to be somewhat, I guess, lenient, you know, in the first next few years especially. I think once people see that, that our sport might boom, I think, because yeah. – you know, I think the model right now, guys – I mean, I know some guys that have spent them quite a bit of money 
to, you know, just to get to our world championship. So imagine if we throw in like a Monday qualifier stage to the events and, you know, getting to where it's like you, you have 16 guys qualifying for four spots, you know. Now that I think that would be an awesome way to also raise money. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I think the back end of it, too, is a lot of PGA Tour events are, are tied to charities. It's ties to charities. Yeah. I mean, you know, to where proceeds are something that we could do. We do like a clinic for whether it be Wounded Warriors or, you know, the Folds of Honor. Because, um, you know, we have a military division that is trying to take off, take off and stuff. So, I think if you can get it to where it's that way, I think it, it would be all, all would be right and it would set out place. I mean, like I said, everybody loves watching 10 Cup and greatest game ever played, legend of Bagger Vance. But when you get a guy that can hit it 400 yards, why not? Who, who wouldn't want to watch that for two hours on Monday and Tuesday? I mean, who knows? I mean, like, it'd be fun. I mean, to try to just spitball ideas. And that's what we're doing right now with 10, 12, 14 of us trying to see who we can go to. I mean, anybody, yeah. you know, to just try to take it and pick it up. Because, like I said, we all love it. Um, Bobby Peterson's the best coach in long drive, you know. I mean, he loves it. And that's why he's he's got a full facility pretty much at his house. Lights, you know, artificial turf, you know, grids, I think, 480 yards long, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like <clears> – so, I mean, it's it's set up for – you know, we can – where we can simulate practice because, I mean, that's the best way. You know, we'll have a bunch of us down there and, boom, we're hitting two or three guys in a set and got the music going, the timer. That's a that's another big thing. That time – that time issue. Yeah. When you're up there, it feels like it goes by like that. Yeah. But when you look over at the clock and you're like, holy cow, I've already hit four golf balls and I've only spent a minute doing it. <laughs> okay. Let's slow down. And then, then you kind of get – kind of get going. But – it's definitely different, but I enjoy I enjoy having the time. You know, I mean, it's it's good for me because you get. I mean, it's no different than those guys getting in a routine for a four foot putt. Same thing right. for us. We're just trying to hit it four sixty. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's uh, good point. The ultimate thing. I mean, and it's just like I said, it's it's fun. I mean, it's fun to because we all as kids. I mean, what was the first club I wanted to hit at the driving range? Driver. I didn't care. I want to hit a sandwich, not me. You know, I want to hit driver. They'll do. I want to go out and hit driver as hard as I could, mm-hmm. you know. So, it's definitely hopefully something that we can get going. And, you know, as a sport, like I said, I mean, you got two guys, in my opinion, and Kyle and, and Martin Bordenmeyer that, that would have been pretty hellacious to watch on television, you know, whether it be quarters, semis, you know, however it might have would have worked out, but they're both pushing just as hard as they could to, to show you that 230 number. Because I know both of them hit 225 last year on television. But, and I mean, it would have been good to see, too, with the new golf ball. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to go to the top flight bomb, which, you know, we've always had great success with top flight. Slazenger, Pinnacle, you know, back in the days. Volvic was a good ball, don't get me wrong. But, you know, towards the end of it, 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 it wasn't as, as good a quality as it was, you know, mm-hmm. when we first had it. Um, but you know, and then we also went down to six balls again, which plays well with me because nine times out of 10, it's not going to happen to where I stand up there and fire eight golf balls out of bounds. But I mean, you know, you still have that chance, but I mean, it's fun, you know, now, now it's six balls is definitely a little different than, than eight. You know, you don't have those two extra missiles in your back pocket. You know, (laughs) I think we all, yeah, it's, it's definitely pressure. And I mean, I think we could have done it to where, you know, we alternate. I think it would have been awesome to see an alternation, you know, with us where I guess now we're maybe me and you would face off against each other, Matt, and I hit three, and then you hit three. And I hit three again if mm-hmm. you bomb one, and then if then you have to come back and hit three again too. You know, I think that's a cool way to kind of yeah. see it. Yeah, it kind of, can it throw you off some guy's rhythm? It can, but I think it adds a little bit more pressure, a little bit more excitement in my opinion. Yeah. Because, you know, where I hit one 440 and then Matt comes up or hits it 442 and then I have to go chase, you know, in these next three balls and then you're pushing. You yeah. Know, so it's kind of fun that way. We did it We did it that way one year at Worlds and that was really fun. Uh, I think my second year at Worlds, 2017, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think that's how we did it that way, you know. And that was a really fun, really fun 
format for me anyways because I know you got you to hit one in play. And once you hit one in play, it's like the whole world has been lifted off your shoulders. Yeah. Anything can happen then. <laughs> I mean, hell, you could hit a 382 and then boom. I mean, I, hell, I've lost to Phyllis Meddy in a tournament before. You know, I mean, and she's she hit a 413, I think, at Ak Chin last year. I mean, that's just insane. I mean, she just hit it. It was downwind, but, I mean, she hits the perfect ball flight for it. And we knew that her and Sandra and Chloe, because they have the speed. I mean, all three of those girls can touch, you know, close to 190, almost 200 ball speed. And then with the right launch angle, but it's a no-brainer. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's so cool to watch them. Um, because, I mean, you, you're going to have – there's five or six girls that are really good. And this year we had a new girl that is, was definitely going to bust out on the scene, no doubt, in uh, Kanani Lodge. Um, she's out in, like, western part of the States. Um, I think originally from Hawaii or what whatnot. And, uh, I mean, dude, she was at cruise speed at, like, 180, 181. You know, and, I mean, I think she was touching right before the whole COVID whatever shutdown came. She was pushing like 192, 193. So it would have been it would have been fun to see her out there. And then Cassandra Meyer, obviously everybody knows her. She's probably one of the most beautiful uh, long drivers <laughs> out there, you know. And you know she was definitely making a push. She was getting better. She was getting stronger, you know, and working. So I mean, it it would have been a hell of a season, I think, you know, in 2020. But you know, hopefully 2021 we can see it come back. I mean, yeah, yeah it's crazy. You know, we're going to have to watch the Olympics in 2021. Throws off that, too. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, I think us as competitors, we just want to compete. And, I mean, we're going to – we would try, you know, we're trying everything we can to get something out there. You know what I mean? But we want you guys as viewers to see it because if you don't, then it kind of just steps by the wayside until hopefully it comes back on TV again. Yeah. So, man, we really appreciate you coming on and – Heck yeah, man. Definitely. The door is open whenever you want to come back. And we don't – like I said, we don't have to talk golf. We can yeah. talk all sports. Like, we're yeah. – we love talking about anything with anybody. So. Yeah, I'm not, I love it, man. And I appreciate you guys having me on. And anytime, you know, I can maybe help you get other guys, you know, maybe That'd pack it along to, like, Kyle, Harold, you know, get different, different perspectives, you know. Yeah. Just let me know. I'll shoot I'll shoot the text and, and get them hooked up with you guys. And uh, hopefully we can get – Get make this like a weekly thing for y'all to where you can start blowing up and, and getting different perspectives on things. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Man. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely, guys. And uh, like I said, y'all have a good rest of your day, and um, I'll be in touch. Definitely, man. We appreciate it, and want to thank you for coming on. Thank everybody for listening to uh, episode seventeen uh, of the Sideline Junkies podcast. Um, it'll be on Apple in probably about two hours. It'll be on Facebook in like. 45 minutes. So, <laughs> love it. Love we it, appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Thanks, Thank man. You. Have a good day. Appreciate it, bro. Yep.